0: Okay, so Chris is going to have a go at um, shaving the fish, and uh, he's wearing a special glove so he doesn't lose his fingers. <laughs> oh, he's being, he's being praised for his woodworking um, uh, skills. Yeah, oh,
1: it's actually
0: based on,
2: um, oh, what's it called? The fish. <laughs> yeah, nice. Y- new career, perhaps? Uh, yeah, if the podcast career doesn't take off, I'll be uh, shaving bonito. Welcome to Tokyo Cheapo Podcast. Think Tokyo's expensive? Well, think again. All the best tips for visiting and living in Tokyo on a pittance. Cheap sushi, cheap sausages, cheap dates, cheap dogs, cheap hotels, cheap holidays, cheap sumo, cheap salads, cheap bikes, cheap booze, cheap
1: chicken.
2: Welcome ladies, gentlemen, and cheapos to your long lost Tokyo Cheapo podcast. I'm
0: Chris Kirklands, and with me is Greg Lane. You're the infamous cheapo. Ah, yeah, that's right. I forgot all that stuff. It's been so long but you're still the infamous, infamous yep. cheapo. Still infamous. And you're still notorious, right? Yes, my reputation has...
2: Withered. It is expanded, <laughs> become even more. People recognize me in the streets. You're the cheapo! They don't they don't call you the notorious cheapo yet. Not yet, but I'm no. notorious because I'm being recognized. Right, anyway, right. we digress. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, a podcast. Um, hopefully we'll get back on the... Uh, uh, a wagon, a bit more. Anyway, we have a um, we have a most entertaining outing that we uh, just recorded today.
0: Um, we went to the uh, The Nihonbashi Information Center at uh, a place called Koredo, I think was the name. Yeah, and uh, we did a tour called the Best of Japan Tour. Yes, and uh, yeah, so we'll be giving
2: you the uh, the full experience shortly. So, but first, let's. Um, do a a little cheapo roundup um, starting with some events so cue the uh, event intro music (laughs) (laughs) so um, obviously it's about uh, Halloween time um, and a lot of the parties um, uh, have probably happened by the time we're pushing this podcast out but um, on Halloween itself there is a uh, a pink cow party Friday the 31st of October um pink cow infamous expat hangout in uh, Roppongi and uh I think that's uh, that's it for our Halloween roundup what else have we got on the calendar the Koenji festival um what do you know about
0: the Koenji uh, I don't festival? know a lot about this I, I know it's in Koenji um and it's uh, some kind of festival. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing very well with expertise here. Well, I, I know. it's. I think so, the, the publicity says some, it's something like the third biggest festival in yeah. uh, Koenji. So obviously, the biggest one is the uh, Awa Odori Festival. I don't know what the number two is, but um, it kind of reminds me of that that Flight of the Concords group, you know, like the, the third most popular f- uh, folk rock duo in Japan. So, anyway,
2: it's a uh, matsuri in Koenji. Matsuri are a bit rarer this time of year, so if you fancy a bit of um, kimono-clad food and uh, street action, then uh, head over to Koenji Festival
0: on the 1st and 2nd of November. So moving on, we have um, kind of a more... Oh, I mean, like the festival's traditional as well, but this one uh, is an event called... Uh, Torinoichi, and the most famous place for this in Tokyo is uh, Asakusa. So uh, that's taking place on, I can't see the dates. 10th what, of the, November. 10th of November. Um, there's actually two of these. There's, there's one on the 10th and there's uh, one a little bit later. Uh, and those are officially, uh, what are they, Dragon Days or something? We should have done the research. Rooster. Days. Yeah. Torinoichi. That's, of course, of course. Roosters no Ichi. I wonder what the ichi is. Uh, I think it's market, actually. Chicken's um, market. Well, I think Rooster Rooster Day market. So, anyway, (laughs) the the idea behind this festival is uh, it's about good luck, and especially for business, so good luck and good fortune. So, um, if you have the fortune to work for a Japanese company, then it's (laughs) quite... It's quite possible they they're organising some kind of outing, out for, you know, for for uh, Torinoichi. So where they go out to Asakusa and they uh, pray for good fortune and they they buy a golden rake, which is um, the kind of I guess that's the market thing. They're selling these these uh, rakes, which are not actually don't have any practical use. You can't rake up the you know the leaves with them or anything. It's just for uh, it's to rake up the metaphorical money. Yes, exactly.
2: So that's Monday. Uh, 10th of November and Saturday the 22nd of November in Asakusa. Check out the TokyoChipo.com uh, Chippo, slash events for uh, the full breakdown. Uh, we had any more? One more. Um, there is, well, quick mentions. There's a veggie food fester um, the end of November, 29th, 30th of November in uh, uh, the um, Harajuku um, Yoyogi Park that's the NHK area yes. isn't it it's yeah. safe
0: to go there now it is
2: Yes. Yeah, all the mosquitoes are dead so um, yeah brush aside your dengue fever fears and have some veggie food on the 29th and 30th and also a slightly non-Japanese culinary experience I spied is the Cheese Festa in Ebisu on the 11th and 12th of November it's free excellent that uh, sounds like a good deal. Cheese is notoriously hard to come by in uh, Japan. Judging by all the flags here, there might be a um, a good cheese representation. Good cheesy fun. <laughs> There's a nice uh, icon, uh, mascot, not icon, of some man with a massive square cheese head. Anyway, um, let's move on to a uh, just a general roundup. So, uh, what's what's hot on the site, what's this, hot month, on the site this month, Chris? Well, uh, straight off the bat, um, the uh, the dating tips article was um, worth of mention um, mainly because I just love the fact that whenever we write about um, you know dating or sex or anything like that, it gets an enormous amount of click-throughs, but no one ever clicks the like button. Yeah, everyone wants to read the stuff, but sneaky no one is to actually reading it. <laughs> it's really funny. But um, anyway, um, we uh, Myself, Grace, and my friend Martin have uh, pulled together our several decades of our dating mishaps and misfortunes and comic cultural lost in translation moments, and pulled together some interesting tips for uh, finding loved ones in uh, the capital city. Uh, what else is worthy of a mention?
0: Ah, uh, let's see. Um, oh, wait, wait, that's, no, no, not that one. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty interesting one. The uh from a contributor, we had a, um, an article about uh, frugally skating Tokyo. So, um, well, obviously skating is a, a cheap way to get around because, you know, you, you just got a skateboard, you don't need to pay the train fares and bus fares and things. But the um, interesting thing about the article is it's got lots of uh, tips on like cheap stores and things to pick up gear, like mm. uh, uh, kind of and some suggestions to avoid the more popular kind of places where um, they tend to have really expensive stuff aimed at people who, who aren't really into the scene, you know, kind of, um, hipster skaters yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. skater skaters. Exactly. So, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty handy information. So, uh, what else have we got? Um, oh, t-shirts.
2: Yes. Buy one of our t-shirts. Yeah, we've, uh, relaunched our t-shirt shop and, um, We've got a a variety of uh, uh, cheeky cheapo T-shirts with various um, various slogans, comic slogans like "Made in Akiba. made spelled as in uh,
0: yeah, made cafe, not as in made in Akihabara. Yeah, and there's a you can get it at Donkey One. That's I quite like that. It's um it's kind of like uh, advice on a T-shirt. So you know if if, if people look up to you for, for cheapo advice. You when you you know when you see them you say point at the t shirt and then you're, you're done. That's it. Yeah. Um, apart from that, lots of uh, there's lots of like how-to stuff on the on the site. How-to kind of articles on the site recently. Um, the, the ones about uh, renting cars and and uh, car sharing and and. Uh, I think yeah. the uh, the renting car ones.
2: The uh, times car time was it times plus times. Times Car Plus. We're both members of it now. Yeah, I can't even remember what it's called. Times Car Plus. But, um, I think that's a particularly good find. What uh, you you've uh, I've done it a couple of times. Drive. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's um it's quite good. I mean you get it you get a car for how many hours? Six hours for four thousand yen, and you don't have to fill it. You know that doesn't include any fuel. That's all free basically, and um, you, you just. Pick it up with your membership card, um, drive it around, take it back. It's um, it's it's quite good. And I like the fact that
2: um, you can basically book it instantly. There's a little app which yeah. shows you the nearest because um, it's they're a car park firm. They've got car parks everywhere, and they've got all these
0: um, car share cars stationed in all these car parks. Yeah. The only, only caveat is um, if you want it for a longer time, like if you're looking to book it for the six hour package, which is like a cheap cheaper option. Or you're looking to book it on the weekend. Um, it's best to do it well in advance. But if you if you you know if it's during the weekend, you just want to um, for a short time, like a couple of hours, then you know you can just pretty much usually pick it up straight away. And it's certainly much cheaper than uh, owning a car in Tokyo. It's cheaper is- than a taxi, even. I mean, really, it's you know if you if you take a taxi. So, for example, if we went to uh, the supermarket, took a taxi there, taxi home, it's going to cost you know two thousand yen. It's the same as, um, you know, two hours with a car, so... Yeah. It's a good deal. So you could go to a supermarket that was miles away, just yeah. for a change. Yeah. Um, the only, yeah, another, another caveat is, um, well, I mean, you know, ask a Japanese-speaking friend to help you, because everything's, uh, completely foreign unfriendly. <laughs> so, uh... As with so many, um, uh, cheap services, unfortunately. Marvelous. Well,
2: um... Uh, that's a little roundup of what we've been doing soon. Otherwise, um, just pleased to report that um, the site continues to get more and more popular. We're um, slowly eking towards
0: 100,000 readers every month, and we've just passed 300,000 page views. Woohoo! Yay! Cue the uh, fun, the fanfare. Plastic trumpet. A plastic trumpet.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if TJ's got a plastic trumpet sound effect yet. Oh, we'll find out we'll, we'll find out when he <laughs> cuts in excellent so um, let's poodle over to our little outing in Nihonbashi this afternoon
1: Hello everyone and thank you for joining our Best of Japan tour in kore Today we'll be taking you on a short journey through Japan, um, visiting 10 different shops representing different regions of Japan. We have lots of samples for you to try and some fun hands-on experiences, so we'll hope you enjoy the tour. So my name is Aliyah, I'll be your tour guide today. This is my assistant. Hi, I'm Paloma. If there are no questions, I guess we can get started. Mm-hmm. Let's get started, yeah. Okay, let's go. It's number one on your map. It's called Okui Kaiseido, and they're originally from Fukui Prefecture, which is right here. Um, and they specialize in kombu, which is a kind of edible kelp. Um, this is a painting of the kombu um, plant. So it's a little bit larger than life size, but it's quite quite large
0: that's that's a painting
1: yes it's a painting okay it
0: looks it looks like actual kombu
1: yeah it does i was actually very confused at first but it's a painting very realistic so you can kind of get an idea of the size here that's how big kombu actually is this is a little bit larger than okay. life size, but it's fairly large that's a lot
0: bigger than i thought actually
1: and 90 percent of japan's kombu is um, from hokkaido which is here and the reason for that is um, Hokkaido's in the north, and so it has cooler waters that kombu requires to grow. And then they take the kombu from Hokkaido, transport it down to Fukui Prefecture, where their headquarters are, and then they um, send it out all across the country to different famous restaurants, uh, many of which are in Kyoto. So this one here is called dashi kombu, used to make <laughs> dashi which is a kind of soup stock. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Um, so you basically just kind of soak it or simmer this in water and you get the soup stock and then you can use um, the kombu in other dishes. So that's that. And they sell it in this nice pack here with this lovely mineral water. Um, so you can make kombu water or kombu sui. So you just soak the kombu in the water in the fridge for about a day and it soaks up the flavor um, and it makes a nice refreshing drink. It's very nice in the summer.
0: Have you ever been to Hokkaido?
1: I have. I went to the snow festival there. Yeah. It was
0: really nice. Have you been to Fukui?
1: I have not been to Fukui. I want to go because there's a dinosaur museum there. Oh, it's cool. the third largest in the world. They're famous for dinosaurs. They have a Fukui raptor and a Fukuisaurus. Wow. Yeah uh random the back there <laughs> and then this is another one they have it's called tororo kombu and it's basically the same thing just shaved um more th- kind of thinly here and it's very slimy when um, boiled so it's good in soups and on top of rice i used to just eat it like how was that
2: it was a kind of interesting snack and i think uh, that's one of the f- first things i bought when i came to japan and i was like what's this weird green stuff I wonder
1: if it's a snack and it's... Was... I mean to me it almost looks like paper so I don't think, I would think to eat it just like that. Yeah, it's it's so very brave of you. <laughs> so we're about
0: to eat some was- wasabi kombu did you say? Yes. So okay. We'll
1: maybe eat this first because it's spicy and then wash it down with the kombu
0: water. Okay. All right, Let's give go. it a go, eh? So you, what, you want to go first? Get it. Enjoy. <laughs> That's mm. a give us
2: review. I'm still chewing. <laughs> It's that Japanese TV moment where, like, the camera's
0: on your face
3: and they're waiting. You have to sit to
2: too.
0: To. Yeah. <clears throat> How does it taste? It's nice, yeah. Good. Okay. It's good. And, and now the water. Let's try
2: the water. It is spicy. A little it's got spicy. a little bit of a kick to it. Kombu water. Hmm. It's nice. It's, um, yeah, it, uh, it's a nice, uh, balance to the spicy kombi.
0: Yeah, there's no, there's no colour to it, it just looks like plain water, doesn't it? I mean, you'd think it was flavourless. It's interesting, it's hard, I don't think I've ever had this before. It's like, um, it's difficult
2: to place in the spectrum of drinks. It's not like a soup, and it's not like a soft drink.
0: Anyway, it's your turn. You. Okay, my
2: turn. You try I mean, It's something. really right.
1: easy to make
0: it <clears throat> all. Okay, starting with the kombu. Mmm. It's almost like, um, almost like seafood, like a fish consistency, isn't it? Mm, yeah, interesting.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So it's actually very healthy too. It has a lot of iodine, yeah. uh, calcium, and iron. Um, so it's really good for you. Not so many calories, like you said. Uh, so um, that was the sample there.
0: Actually, I just thought that little sample of food has actually got my tum- tummy rumbling. It's uh, <laughs> okay.
1: There's more to come, so don't worry. The stone that you're standing on, um, you might notice it's different here. So, the reason is the stone that they use in the shop is made from shakudani stone. Um, it's a kind of volcanic rock right. that's only found in Fukui Prefecture. And they used to use it um, to trade for kombu in Hokkaido. Oh, so, they sense. would okay, take the, the stone up to Hokkaido, okay. um, trade it for kombu, bring the kombu back down, and then mm-hmm. um, send it out across the country. So, they, you know, they really try
0: to keep their stone. Cool. So, any questions here? Um, no, I'm good. I'm good.
1: <laughs> All good. Okay, so <laughs> okay, move let's on move to on the next shop then. Number two, um, it's called Hakuza Nihonbashi, and they're actually right next door on the map too. They're from um, Ishikawa Prefecture. Um, what's
0: What's the major city in?
1: Kanazawa, Kanazawa City. Are they from Kanazawa? Uh, they are actually, okay. and the reason for that is they specialize in gold leaf. Um, as you can see here, all the sparkly, wonderful things inside. Um, So Kanazawa City produces 99% of all of Japan's um, gold leaf and 100% of their brass and silver leaf. So they really dominate the industry.
2: Which is the place we shouldn't take
0: photos? This This one? Okay. So we'll describe it on the uh, podcast. I might be preempting it a bit, but but, um, do they have edible gold here?
1: Oh, they do. That is actually what is right here. So gold is flavorless and tasteless. So it's really ideal for mixing into different foods. And it has um, some health properties um, through the three major ones are disinfection, detoxification and revitalization. So it's good for cosmetic products and for food. Um, and it's also historically been used in Japanese medicines. So it's quite good for you. So this right here is gold leaf that you can just sprinkle onto any food you like. Uh, if you want
2: to fancy it up a bit. And it's...
1: Is that 389 yen? Yes. Wow,
2: that... It's very reasonable. That is a cheapo For value to Your yeah. gold condiment. Get some gold leaf and, yeah. you know... Would you would like some gold leaf shape? in your wine, darling? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> such extravagance. <laughs> but don't tell through. anybody it's only 398 yen. <laughs> 389 yen. Good um,
1: So you can also buy it already mixed into your drinks. So this is a shochu, which is a Japanese uh, liquor. um, And it has the gold leaf at the bottom. Um, And this is actually really interesting. These are um, disposable chopsticks. And so when you snap them open, um, gold leaf falls out onto your food and then you can eat it. So you can, you know, have a fancy bento. So here's a picture of that. So when you open them, the gold leaf falls out.
0: And they're, they're quite cheap, too. I mean, reasonably priced too, right? I mean, I guess it's a one-use one um, kind of thing, but... But if you want a little bit of cheaper extravagance to impress I mean, that, that's, the ladies... That's quite an interesting little souvenir, I'd say, if, you know, if you're coming to Japan... Yeah. You know, you want to pick up something a bit unique and it's um, not, not expensive at yeah. all. That, that would be ideal. Yeah. Good tip. They have lots of
1: other things too, like these are rice crackers and cakes. Um,
2: Lots of different wow. things. This is a syrup. It looks, um, you know, gold leaf. You just got this image of
0: this ridiculous expense, but it's, you know, I guess it's micro thin, right?
1: It yeah. must, it's very, yeah. very thin. Historically how they made it. So they put a small amount of gold in between a sheet of paper like this, and they pounded it out with a hammer. So it was all done by hand in the past. Um, now of course they use more modern technology, machinery, um, but they still follow the basic traditional methods.
2: So, um, I just described the shop a little bit. It's uh, character- characteristically rather gold.
1: This structure behind you um, is called Ogon Notenku Tenku, and it means sky of gold. And it's kind of the symbol of the shop. Um, it's made with 16,000 sheets of gold leaf wow. so if you look at the top you can kind of see the squares they're about this big wow. um, yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with, with Kinkakuji yeah, yeah. temple oh, the yeah, golden yeah. pavilion golden so yes they use the same type of gold leaf uh-huh. um, as kinkaku on the outside and the inside so it's all very gold and you can actually go inside if you'd like cool. there's a door here
0: so feel free to go in so we're stooping down into the the Golden House. This is actually better than I expected. This is interesting. No. It's like it's TV. like a it's like a gold TV.
2: Exact a gold yeah. yurt. Yes. With two little wooden stumps to sit
0: on.
1: Okay,
0: sit it's got some kind of uh, like a digital light display that's uh kind of um turning different lights on and off.
2: How very serene! In the middle of is actually. Store, yeah.
0: A little golden yurt. It's actually quite peaceful. Yes.
2: Sit here and meditate.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's
1: what we do on our breaks. Of course. Yeah. We, we just here. come in here <laughs> and sit for an hour. We would. kick it
2: out
1: <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> <laughs> So I have this five yen coin here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very heavy. But if you take a piece of gold, the same weight as this five-yen coin, um, you can make a piece of gold leaf as big as one standard tatami mat. Wow. So about one meter by two meters. So just a tiny amount of gold becomes yeah. this very large sheet.
2: This is quite a spectacle. There's a nice uh, tatami area over here, kitchen.
0: For Enjoying your gold snacks?
2: Very, like very uh, high-end kitchen. Perhaps not one you'd find in most Japanese homes. Definitely not mine, anyway. Wow, this is quite a uh, a spectacle. Lots of uh, gold things on display.
0: Is is this silver leaf?
1: Yes, so they have um, gold leaf and also silver leaf. And the colored ones are made with silver leaf. It takes the color better. And they sell these for people to do Um, art or interior design or things like that, so you can make something yourself with gold leaf. And they sell different kind of um, adhesive glues here, depending on which gold leaf you have.
0: So they don't have any gold wallpaper or anything?
1: Uh, If you buy a lot of this, you can cover your wall, but it might get quite expensive. So
0: we're just um, trying some cosmetics, golden cosmetics.
1: so So this is a gold leaf lotion so you just rub it right in and the gold dissolves right into your skin and it's really good for revitalizing your skin it leaves a nice little shimmer
0: can you see the gold that's dissolved
1: yeah it goes right
2: into it you see my the golden sheen it's my italian jeans
1: and then this is another very popular one it's a gold face mask so you put it right onto your skin and um, you just massage it right into your skin with a little bit of lotion and it dissolves completely into your skin wow yeah mm-hmm. that's uh, 4860 yen mm-hmm. but it's very good for your skin yeah. i mean it's
2: cheaper than i would expect
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's quite a large piece of gold yeah. Once a month.
2: Yeah. yeah i mean it's cosmetics are generally quite expensive anyway. Mm -hmm. Not that I ever buy any, but...
1: And these are kind of interesting. These are um, oil blotting paper. So you use it to blot your face, to get all the oil and sweat off. And they make it out of the paper that they use um, when making the gold leaf. So they put the gold leaf in between sheets of paper. Uh And then after those have been used, they um, use them for these oil blotting papers. They're also Mm -hmm. gold.
0: um, Can you just explain what are some of the other um, kind of ointments and things because I mean... This
1: is a moisture cream. Paloma, you're the expert on cosmetics here. (laughs) This
3: is a moisture cream. I wish I could afford (laughs) these.
1: What do we use this for?
3: What is it again?
1: A moisture cream.
3: Oh, moisture cream. So basically you you have to uh, of course wash your face first and Mm. then you would tone it and maybe put some essence and then you would put some serum and then this would be the next step before going to bed. Okay. So I would say it's the last step before going to bed, just to like finish uh, moisturizing all your skin uh-huh. and avoid I, I, having wrinkles the next day, so, hopefully.
0: I kind of lost you. at Wash your face. You guys, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So here we
3: have. You don't need to remember everything. You can just buy the full set and just follow the steps, <laughs> or buy the small travel version. Mm. Isn't that cute? Yeah, <laughs> really adorable.
0: It, it kind of almost looks airplane safe. So less than
3: hundred mils. Or yeah. Absolutely. It would
0: be rather tragic if you had to pour out your um, <laughs> golden uh,
1: lotion. Next shop here, it's called Nimben Nihombashi Honten, or Nimben. Um, and if you take a nice deep breath, you can smell this wonderful fishy aroma. You don't really have to
0: breathe very deeply, <laughs> yeah. do you? It's quite strong.
1: <laughs> but um, they specialize in katsuobushi, which is a kind of um, fish, fermented and dried fish. So... This is one of their main products here. Um, it's called katsuobushi. And it's fermented, dried, and smoked. And it takes about four months to get it to this process, or to this state. And if you give it a tap here, it's quite hard.
2: That's hard. It's, it's like a pizza. It's actually
1: the hardest food substance in the world. So, there you go. So
0: you that, right?
1: You do. Um, here, yeah, I'll show you the whole process here, so I'll demo. get my little fish here. So this is a katsuo fish um, called skipjack tuna or bonito in English. So first you chop off the head and then you open it up, make sure you get all the...
0: So Ali is actually completely disassembling the fish in front of our, our, our eyes.
1: And you get four pieces. So from one fish, you can get four of these guys. So two back sections and um, two stomach sections And so after four months of drying, fermenting and smoking this You have the final product here, the katsuobushi And unfortunately it's very hard so you can't eat it as it is So you have to shave it, which is what they're doing right behind you Um, So they make these um, flakes fresh daily And Nimben was actually the first shop in Japan So really the first shop in the whole world to make these um, pre-shaved um, katsu flakes that they sold. So before that, everyone had to do it by themselves at their home. So they would use an instrument like this, which is called a kana, and you shave the flake here or shave the fish here into the little flakes. And then you can use it to make dashi, which is a soup stock or as a topping on different foods, like okonomiyaki or takoyaki.
0: Yeah, I I think it's definitely one of those um, foods that when people come to Japan and they see it, like, you know, like katsuobushi on a okonomiyaki, and it's all kind of moving and it looks alive. It's kind of one of those things that people really um, think's kind of special.
1: So if you'd like to try, we have some dashi soup stock. So it's different from the
3: kombu
2: dashi. Yeah. We're doing the, Oishi thing again.
1: Well,
0: you can say what you yeah. like about it. I mean,
2: so this is um, there's no kombu in this? It's just the katsu. Yeah. It's famous
1: for katsu dashi, and uh, the Kansai area is famous for kombu dashi. And depending on your preference, you can mix them or have them separately.
2: It's different from the uh, dashi with kombu that I'm used to, I'm sure. It has a very
1: specific flavor called umami. Um, so, umami is one of the five basic tastes, so there's sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and umami. It's kind
0: of like meatiness is another yeah, it's way. it's kind
1: of um, like brothy or savory, um, and it was first identified in Japan, but of course it's in foods all of, around the world. So, for example, cheese, mushrooms, um, meat. 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 So in Italian cuisine, they represent the umami flavor with a mix of um, mozzarella cheese and tomato sauce and mushrooms, which they make into a sauce. Splendid. We have a demonstration here. So he is going to show how to shave a... So the blade is very, very sharp. Um, and you have to adjust it with this hammer because it does move quite a bit So it's actually he makes it look very easy, but it's actually very difficult. I'm terrible at it <laughs> So if you'd like to try some
3: freshly. Mm.
1: It's really nice,
0: more topper, topper That's nice mm. It tastes much more tunery the, Than the supermarket ones you make? Yeah
1: if you would like to try, um, you can you can actually shave it your try shaving okay.
0: one. So we Okay, so Chris is gonna have a go at um, shaving the fish, shaving the, the uh cutsaw. So you just kind of slide it along. And uh, he's wearing a special gloves so he doesn't lose his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's
3: quite good. Yeah, it's good.
0: He's being he's being praised for his woodworking um, uh skills. Oh, it's
1: actually based on um, um,
2: Yeah, nice. New Korea perhaps? Uh, yeah, if the podcast career doesn't take off, I'll be uh, shaving bonito.
1: So there are lots of restaurants in this area. And this is the bridge here. So if you look outside, um, wow. we have these lanterns here lining the road. So this is called Nakadori or Center Street. And their aim was to recreate the Edo image. So um, this is a very historical area and they're kind of trying to bring back that lively Edo feel. So they've put these lanterns up and the lanterns um, change with the seasons. So for example, in the summer we had goldfish. Um, In the spring we have sakura, um, cherry blossoms and then in the back you can see a shrine there so that's a new shrine that's being built it's called fukutoku jinja and it'll be open um i believe next week
0: is there like a big festival around that
1: there'll be a festival for the opening okay. so that'll be something to check out
0: so probably after this podcast oh, like <laughs> probably before this podcast comes out there'll be a festival at the uh at the, uh, the shrine
2: i really like the way they've done this it's really does invoke a sense of Edo, uh, Japan. Not that I was here at the time, but, you know, like the lanterns and that
0: wood decking. Okay, so we've crossed into Me- Mexico, I think. This
1: is a Mexican restaurant and Belgian
0: beer. El Borracho. El
1: Borracho, which means the drunkard. They're actually a tequila bar with um, many different kinds of tequila. So this is a um, Shikoku cuisine restaurant, so from the island of Shikoku. And this is kind of an Italian-style restaurant that uses local organic
0: foods. I'm quite surprised by the size of this complex. It's a bit bigger than I I expected.
1: So now we're at Toho Cinema. So this is a new cinema complex that um, was built in Nihonbashi. It's the only movie theater in Nihonbashi, so if you want to watch a movie, um, this is the place to come. They also have some English movies. Looks like right now they're doing Planet of the Apes. I just thought it was good. <laughs> you yeah. should go watch it. <laughs> we are at Imoya Kinjirō, um, number four here, they're from Kochi Prefecture, which is on the island of Shikoku, <laughs> and they specialize in sweet potato snacks. Um, so specifically, imo kempi, which is what they're making here. It's made um, like long,
0: long chips or something.
1: Yeah, they're actually sweet. They're, they're very good. They look like french fries, but they're a little bit different. So first they harvest the potatoes from Kagoshima, which is famous for potatoes, and um, Kochi Prefecture, where they're from. And they cut them and fry them right away, so the same day or the next day, to keep them fresh. And then they send them up to Nihonbashi, where they fry them a second time in a mix of canola and olive oil. And um, they use only local ingredients, so all their oil, sugar, and potatoes come from Japan. And then they dry them here in this machine, and then they serve them fresh in their shop.
0: Okay, so we've got a plate of, um, uh, so what are they called again? Kempe. Emo kempi right, right in, in front of us. Some of these. I imagine it's mm. quite sweet. I've tasted this before. And mm. they with molasses. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: It's a little bit like mm. daigaku or something. Yeah.
1: They're
0: very. Addictive. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
1: gonna keep going. That, yeah,
0: that, that's
2: quite and these good. are all for you guys, so... Oh, of course. Hmm. I do quite like them, I'm not really a, don't normally have a sweet tooth,
0: but mm. no, no, yeah, I, I, I don't eat a lot of sugar either. But. but I really like French
2: fries, and this is like, a... and it's sweet potato, which is like a really good carbohydrate. So it ticks my boxes, even though it's sugary. <laughs> mm.
0: This
2: shop
3: is really popular. Actually, they always have a big line yeah. during the weekend.
0: Mm. Do you guys eat before you go on the
1: tour? Um, sometimes.
0: Because, I mean, you have to you have to watch you have to watch everyone else.
1: Eat. Yeah, sometimes we don't time our snacks right, and we're like looking. And we're like, oh, I want to eat this, but no, we're okay. Sometimes we steal little snacks. <laughs> <laughs> And in the um, winter, sometimes they have chocolate-covered imo kempi. so they have dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate, and it's really popular for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. or White Day also, with the white chocolate. I wonder how well these keep? They sell some packaged ones yeah. that can last quite a long time, maybe up to a month or so. Yeah. Oh yeah, so this is an um, ice cream that's made with a purple sweet potato and it comes with a imo kempi stuck in the side there. Um, and you can get it with just the sweet potato or milk flavor or a mix of the two. And it's very cool. So this is san Sennen Kojiya. And they're from Niigata Prefecture, which is a very cold region. So in the winter, they can get up to three meters of snowfall. Um, So because of that, they've developed a very unique food culture. Um, So they preserve a lot of food and dry a lot of food and ferment a lot of food to get them through the winter. So as you can see here, there's lots of bottles of sake and preserved canned goods here. And one of their main products is rice koji and rice koji is known as malted rice in english and it's used in a lot of fermented foods such as sake mirin soy sauce um, miso and the way they make it is they take the rice and they soak it for eight hours and then they um, steam it <laughs> they steam the rice and then they ferment it with koji spores and they keep it at a moist even temperature for a number of days so that it can ferment and then at the end they dry it and it becomes this um, fermented rice product and then they can use it in many different products so one product that they make from rice koji is called amazake and amazake is a very sweet um, drink it can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic So you make it by boiling the rice koji for a number of hours until it becomes this kind of runny, yogurt-like consistency. And that's the sample we have here for you. So this is a non-alcoholic amazake for you to try.
0: I'm going to try this first. I I quite like amazake. It's
1: very
0: sweet. Yeah. Oh, it's cold. I expected it to be hot.
1: So we have cold and
2: hot, so it's refrigerated Mm. here. It's nice. It's um, it's very slightly like um, rice milk but not really what's like con- congee or
0: something
2: if you're trying to yeah. compare it what to something yeah that's the closest um for the non-experienced amazaki drinker
0: it, it tastes better than the uh, the stuff we tried at that uh, market remember the um that and was I hot, but it was so really too. it was really chunky yeah it was um you know you could kind of like but stuck in mm. your teeth whereas this is kind of quite smooth and um, yeah.
1: So it's very sweet, but um, there's no added sugar. It's all just brought out naturally from the rice during the process. Yeah. So it's
2: all very natural. So is Amazaki from Niigata originally? I don't know if it's originally from okay. there, but um, it's definitely Hakaisen made there.
1: hakai is from the area and they um, are very famous for sake and amazake. And it's usually enjoyed for New Year's in Japan or for um, Girls' Day, the Hinamatsuri, in March. So it's a nice festival drink. So right behind you is Kakiba Hokkaido Akeshi, which um, is an oyster bar from Hokkaido. And they're from a town called Akeshi, which means place where there are oysters in the language of the Ainu, for the indigenous people in this area. Um, So they have lots of different oysters and different seafood varieties and um, an extensive sake list. So it's good for pairing with the oysters. So there are many people lining up here for lunch. They have a very reasonable lunch set. Um, It's a kaki fry teishoku, so like a lunch set here with some.
0: So so kaki fry is basically like a a deep fried oyster, I guess.
1: Exactly, a deep fried oyster, and it's one thousand yen. So for an oyster, that's a very reasonable price. Yeah.
0: That's a, uh, a true favorite. There is a big, big line outside. So, um, so it dies down a bit later. <laughs> oh, it's almost one, so I'm, I'm guessing this is pretty, pretty popular place. Mm-hmm. It's popular, and they
1: do have a limited number, so sometimes it sells out. We have to get here early. Oh,
0: okay. So if, if you don't get it here in time, all the oysters have gone.
1: <laughs> it's also great for dinner as well.
2: I really like the uh, contrast between the sort of traditional. It's kind of that oyster place was sort of wooden and uh, you know, you got the sense that you're kind of in some like seafood uh, shack on the beach in Hokkaido And you've also got this contrast of uh, this modern architecture with um, you know That stamp of modern Japan on it as well
0: So but it's even though I mean you can see the the kind of traditional mo- motifs Everywhere right like there's this kind of tatami pattern on the on the bricks and
1: yeah, let me get a photo of that as well. Okay, so actually, all the buildings have a different theme. So, Koredo 1 is based on Edo, um, Koredo 2 is based on the Meiji period, and then Koredo 3 is um, again Edo, but kind of a different aspect of it. So, this is Kyujiki, and they're a shop from Kagoshima, which is um, on the island of Kyushu. So, it's kind of in the south here. And they specialize in satsuma-age, which is a fried fish cake that's very famous in the area. Um, So you can see in the kitchen, they're making it fresh here. Um, And right now he's making a corn satsuma-age, which is um, quite rare. And it's one of their most popular products right now. So we have a sample for you.
2: I like coming here and then you see Parama waiting (laughs) with a tray with the cloth covering it. It's like, oh, some more nibbles.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so cool. what flavor is this? This is she
0: said. Okay. Mm-hmm. So onion. we got an onion onion satsumage. Mm, this is good. I like this. So what what are the ingredients of the satsumage, roughly? So
1: they um, start with a fish paste and then they add, depending on um what flavor it is, they add different vegetables or different seafoods and sometimes they mix it with flour and season it with either salt or sugar and then they fry it. So, I think the ingredients are fairly basic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really nice. I'm have a... Okay, sure, go for it. Have you ever tried to make satsumage? No. No, really? I, um, not really, but it, it, it looks easy, but I'm sure it's not as easy as it looks, like for the actual, to get it in that, that consistency, you know? I used to work in a Chinese takeaway
2: fish and chip shop, and anything to do with preparing fish, isn't fun, let me tell you. I remember when I first came to Japan, I used to buy this stuff all the time, and I didn't really know how you were meant to cook it, mm-hmm. so i just fry it in butter.
1: Oh, I guess that works. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: you were experimenting a lot with this. Yeah, it yeah.
2: brave. <laughs> oh that's kind of what it's like when you come to Japan. You can't read anything, yeah. you don't know what anything is. There's not that many Japanese cookery books, or there wasn't when I first came here. But
3: I'm not that brave. I don't just buy random stuff that I've never seen before and try them. <laughs> Yeah, you're very brave. I admire you
2: <laughs> Well, uh, it's, it's all good so I <laughs> encourage you to try Yeah,
3: and you
1: survived, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm still
3: alive
1: <laughs> So now we're at Bicho Mania Market from actually a small island off of Nagasaki called Ikishima And Bicho means sea urchin in Italian and so they specialize in sea urchin. Everything you see here contains sea urchin. Maybe not the tea over there, but everything yeah. else <laughs> has sea urchin in it. So normally we don't have samples here, but mm-hmm. special wow. one for you. So this is shumai, which is like a Chinese dumpling wow. with um, Would you like to... sea urchin in yeah, it. Yeah, cool.
3: Let's
0: take a photo yeah. of it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. So uh, otherwise known as uni,
1: right? Uni, exactly. And actually um, they have uni no hi, which is sea urchin day. So any day that has uh, two in it huh. is sea day, so you can come so, here. <laughs>
0: how about the, the 20th and the 21st and the 22nd and the 23rd, 23rd?
1: You can come here too right, if right, you want, okay. you know, you can yeah. celebrate every day. So some of the interesting ones are over here, you can see the uni burger. So it uni has sea inside wow. and you can get it with fries and then put an uni sauce on top of it. And also the uni... Um, O- Omelette, omuraisu. omuraisu. Uni I omuraisu is very good. I've had that twice now. <laughs> and then this one's actually kind of interesting: uni sea urchin pudding flavored rice crackers. <laughs> so they're rice crackers that are flavored with sea urchin pudding.
0: And see, it's like uni isn't a normal thing to flavor a pudding with, right? No, I don't think so.
1: Right. I've never seen it before, but it's a little bit different. These are quite yeah. It's
0: only 350, 350 yen. yen omiyage potential there. I mean, uh, another great thing about this tour, I guess, is um, you, if you can't read the characters, then these the the uh, the kind guides will explain everything, and you can uh, buy it yourself. Yeah. You Do they have a small
1: counter inside where you can eat? or you can get uh, take-out. And it's, um, this restaurant was created as a collaboration between a wholesale sea urchin shop from Nagasaki and these five famous chefs. And they each specialize in different um, kind of styles of cooking and so they kind of steer away from the traditional uses of sea urchin and try to incorporate more international cuisine. yes so Chinese. Chinese
0: Yeah, so I can see there's um, there's uni chahan, there's like, um, fried rice with uni. There's um, ebi no chili sauce with uni, presumably. Does the the chili sauce have uni in it as well? I believe it
1: does. So everything has uni. I think everything has... Yeah, right, right.
0: Chef no uni iri ebi no chili sauce. Actually, the ebi dip looks pretty interesting. The, um, the dip with fresh vegetables. I I presume it's some kind of cold dip perhaps maybe um we could ask
2: and
3: okay. so uh, 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 no dip
0: sumitai. so it's, it's, it's cold okay.
3: uh-huh.
0: so you put you put vegetables and crackers in it <laughs>
3: it's
0: <S'imase, laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm it? 色々種類 so so, um, that similar to rice koji? Is it different? I'm not sure.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, there's a big food craze with about about shio koji. I'm still not sure what it is though. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's, it's, Jim, so I think it's the leaves that are left over after you. Know, made the
1: sake, yeah. the part at the top. And it's good because it's fermented, so it's
0: very
3: healthy.
0: Marvelous, So we're back in the station. Um, as Ali was explaining uh, all of these uh, Corredo buildings, which is where the tour takes place are um, kind of all connected at the basement level through the station so I guess um, it should be quite easy to find I guess even though we bundled around. We did We, we actually went up to the like ground level and then had to go down again. so it's so one of the things I like about Japan
2: is the uh, connectedness. You can kind of walk underground from department store to station overground and there's a bridge which is exactly the same here at the yeah we, we have we
0: haven't been outside there i mean the, the weather is terrible today but um we've been completely undercover yeah they're doing a cooking
1: lesson here. nice and it's connected to this shop which is a cooking supply shop so they have lots of different things they have peanut butter i, I love peanut butter <laughs> and almond butter and oh, okay. lots of
2: I don't know if it's just my uh, attention from the tour, but it seems it's a culinary paradise here. Mm-hmm.
1: Most of it the uh,
2: establishments are selling food.
1: Yeah, And it's not just Japanese food. I mean, yeah. They have really nice traditional Japanese food, but as we like, passed a few cheese shops. They have, you know, the French bakery. There are a lot of different, I mean, Mexican food. That's hard to find in Japan. So this is our next shop here. It's called Tsuruya Yoshinobu, and they're from Kyoto, which is the old capital of Japan. And they specialize in um, Japanese sweets called wagashi, and specifically namagashi, which are unbaked sweets. Um, So, the kind of key feature of this store is they have this counter um, where they make the sweets fresh right before your eyes. Um, So, when you order them, they make them right in front of you, so you can really see the. artistic craftsmanship that they put
0: into each suite kind of reminds me of a sushi bar like yeah, the sushi exactly.
1: um i just wanted to point out these flowers back here um so they're not real flowers so would you like to take a guess what they're made out of
2: they're made out of the uh ankle whatever it is Angkor? sugar
1: Yes, they're made out of sugar. Nice guess, we're in a candy shop, so that was a good hint. (laughs) So they're made out of um, sugar and glutinous rice flour, or mochi gome.
0: So if we touched those flowers, they would fall apart?
1: They might. I wouldn't recommend touching touching them here, but... (laughs) In in fact,
0: one has fallen off over here, so... I think that was
1: actually done intentionally to show the imperfection of everything. Sure, sure. A little wabi-sabi. So they're um, handcrafted in Kyoto by an artisan there and then shipped up here. So they're very delicate. So if you can imagine the shipping logistics there. Wow. Uh, And they're um, cosmos. So they're kind of, if you look at the kanji here, it's uh, autumn and cherry blossom. Akizakura. So it's kind of the autumn equivalent of the cherry blossom. And it's a very common flower in the fall. So that's the cosmos there.
0: So I guess you couldn't have that in the summer, it would just melt, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, so actually they don't have this display in the summer, it's only in the colder months, and they change them seasonally. So every couple months they change. So actually in the back on the wall there you can see a vase of flowers that is also made out of sugar. I'm sure you've noticed living in Japan that um, things are made according to the season, so it's very detail-oriented and are in tune with nature. So a lot of these, actually all of these, are based on plants and nature. So just to point a few out, um, this is the momiji. So it's the autumn leaf, and you can see it changing color here. And right next to it is a sweet that represents kind of a mountain landscape oh, okay. with all the different right. changing colors. The koyo. Yeah, the koyo, exactly. And then behind here we have, in the middle is a persimmon which is um, a very, yeah, kaki. So that's a nice autumn fruit. And then on both sides are um, chrysanthemum, so kiku. Mm. And there are two different varieties. So there are many different kinds of chrysanthemum flowers. So these are two different kinds here. And then over here we have the um, chestnut sweet. So it contains a whole chestnut inside.
0: Kind of looks like a scotch egg, more carefully made scotch egg. This
2: reminds me slightly of um
0: uh, Willy Wonka's factory,
2: chocolate factory. <laughs> These beautiful sweets, the flowers that you can eat,
0: yeah, kind yeah. of. Can we eat the walls? we <laughs> yeah.
2: <You> can
1: try. <laughs> we
2: could eat the gold leaf walls. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've never heard that comparison, but that's kind of yeah. true. Okay, so we're at our last shop here. It's called Nihonbashi Hashicho. Um, so hashi means chopsticks, so it's a chopstick specialty shop. So, um, with all the other stores, they represented different regions in Japan. Um, Hashicho has chopsticks from all over Japan, so we'd like to kind of finish at this shop to represent the whole country. So we have a few chopsticks that we would like to introduce. So this wow. pair here is um, very large, much larger than normal chopsticks, and it, they were originally designed for sumo wrestlers. So, for specifically so they're, they're for larger just, hands. Just to
0: describe them, the thickness is about the thickness of a finger, I think, at the top. Mm-hmm. So, um, probably, yeah, quite a bit thicker than the normal chopsticks. And they're
1: quite heavy if you'd like to engraved. hold them.
0: Kind of, um, yeah, those are sumo chopsticks.
1: And if you would like to use them, they're good for serving salads or yeah. something like that. right, it might right. be more
3: practical.
0: Are they wooden? They
1: are. They're wooden.
0: Kind of like Harry Potter chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. they kind of
1: look like a wand. That is true. And then another one is the Musashi chopstick. Um, So, is that that
0: Musashi the famous samurai?
1: Oh, it isn't. Oh, okay. Musashi the area. Yes, exactly the area. So it's six-sided on the end, and then three-sided in the middle, and then at the very tip, it's (laughs) four-sided. So if you look at the kanji, it's mu, which means six, Ah. sa, which means three, and shi, which Ah, means four. And the reason they call it Musashi is, like you said, the area. Mm. So um, back in the warring states period, um, Japan was divided into Mm. different provinces, and the province around Tokyo was the Musashi province. And within that was Edo, which is the old name for Tokyo. And then the center of Edo was Nihonbashi, where we are now. And also, the Tokyo Sky Tree uses this um, Musashi concept. So it's built to 634 meters oh, didn't know that. to reference the Musashi area. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And these are kind of interesting. These are keitaibashi, or portable chopsticks, so you can unscrew them. <laughs> they become very compact for your bento box. Um, Japan's very efficient with space, so everything becomes small and compact, easy to carry. And here's another pair. It's very expensive. Um, It's 30,000 yen, yen not very cheapo, um, but there's a lot. It's a very long process to make this it's one it, pair of
0: chopsticks. it got lots of lacquer on
1: it? It does. So um, it actually has many, many layers of yeah, lacquer. Yeah. So first they hand-carve the wood, and then they put a layer of lacquer, and they have to let it dry for about a week. And then they put another layer, and they continue that process with different colours. And at the end, they carve away the layers, and you can see all the colours <laughs> of the different lacquer They, they look layers. a bit
0: too nice to use, really.
2: I
1: mm-hmm.
2: mean, who's going to use 30,000 yen chopsticks for their daily rice. (laughs) And these take
1: about one year to complete. Wow. So it's a very, very long process. The most expensive chopsticks are actually over here. So the third one over, for a pair of two chopsticks, it's 1 million yen, so half a million yen her
0: chopstick. <laughs> wow. <there. laughs> so, so how much? What's so special about these? I mean, so
1: these are also kaitai bashi, so you can unscrew them, mm-hmm. and the um, part that you can unscrew there is um, gold, gold leaf, I believe, or okay. gold, there. and then it's made with an expensive lacquer and inlaid with um, shell, right? Kind of expensive shell. and It's made in Prefecture.
0: Wow, that's insane. <laughs> I, I guess maybe if you're s- stupidly wealthy and you wanted to buy a wedding present or something for someone then yeah. you might... That might be one of the presents you gave them. <laughs> maybe. Well, it's, I mean, this isn't hers, right? So. Ah, yeah.
1: So these chopsticks are made specifically for certain foods. So for example, these ramen chopsticks have this texture ah, right. here yeah. so you can pick up the slippery noodles. And um, there's this tofu one. So tofu is very soft. And breaks very easily, so it's thick and kind of squared, so you can scoop it up without breaking it. And are you a fan of natto?
2: I wouldn't say fan. But it's okay.
1: <laughs> so if you like natto, it's the best one. It's really slimy, ah, right. so you mix it. So these are very thick and kind of rounded, so you can okay. stir it up and make it extra slimy and neba neba.
3: And
1: if you would like to. Um, find the perfect size chopstick for your hand because they come in all different lengths so it's kind of like a shoe you have to find the right Mm -hmm. chopstick to fit your hand Um, so first you make this shape with your hand so you're basically making
0: a shape like a like a like a hand pistol or something
1: and then you take the length between those two fingers and you cut it in half and then you add it to the end of your finger and then that is the total length of your chopstick so here's the length Take half of it and add it and then that's the total length of your ideal chopstick. Now I know. Now you
0: know. What's what's the advantage of having having an ideal length chopstick?
1: I think it's easier to pick up food. I mean if it's too long it's right, right. Um, a little bit difficult and
0: I guess that's really handy for especially if you're getting chopsticks for kids or something, yeah, exactly.
1: right? Exactly. They have the ages and the um, recommended kind of average size chopsticks there. And they do have children's chopsticks and training chopsticks. If you'd like to try a chopstick challenge, to okay. Test your
3: chopstick ability.
2: Oh yeah, let's let's do that. I'm down for chopstick challenge.
0: Do we get to compete against each other? So you can. So
1: choose your chopstick choose your weapon from here, and these are little chickpeas. So you can move them. Um, the goal is to move them all here, and be careful because there are some that are kind of round and hard to grab.
0: Ah. Okay, which so you,
2: chopsticks should
0: we try? These are a bit long. Have they got the sumo ones? No, they're not. there's some quite thick ones at the top there.
2: Okay, which would be the ideal one? Well, I'll just go with these.
0: Okay, All right. here you go. So, so there's about about ten or so? Oh, yeah, well, you're, not, you're off to a bad start there. Okay, okay, slow and steady. Oh, that's a tricky one. Third time? Yep. Halfway. Two to go. Wow. We can't do we really. Can do better? Oh, I don't know. I have to move them back now.
2: Right then, Greg is stepping up. Chopstick, Chopstick challenge.
0: Good.
2: <laughs> okay, here we go. Go. Oh. Oh, oh wow! He just did the difficult one there. Water of a duck's back.
0: (laughs) It's a hard one. Damn it!
2: Okay. Check that out. The chopstick skills this man has, unbelievable. (laughs) But since you've been here 14 years and I've been six,
0: I think the key is actually. actually, I think uh, I'm doing better. Yeah, I think you did actually. There you go. Wow. Excellent.
2: (laughs) Oh wow. Just grab that
1: really quickly.
0: we have a
2: present. Are, wor- are we worthy? Just mere cheapos getting bestowed all these gifts. What's
0: well, like bribes.
2: <laughs> wow, we're cheapos. Give us a bento, some urchin bento and we're happy.
3: But we give these to everyone who participates in the tour. Oh, okay. no, no, I don't feel special anymore. You guys <laughs> are special. Here
1: you go. So um, here's some different English pamphlets wow. of the area. And then these are... Different products from different historical shops uh-huh. in Nihonbashi. If you'd like to choose one item, sure. go ahead. We have some karinto crackers and cookies here. These are um, candies from Eitaro Sohonpo, which is a famous candy shop in Nihonbashi. Uh-huh. And then these are little purse charms. So these bring you happiness or good luck or different things, money. And little origami papers with um, stickers. Nice. So, if you'd like to choose one, you that's a vegetable karinto. That looks nice.
2: Mm. That's uh, kakuto. That's
1: like, what's this one? This is kuro. So, this is a um, brown, sugar. It's Ka- brown sugar. Kakuto.
2: Mm-hmm. The cut is the kakuto, isn't it? Yeah. And this is a macaron here.
1: Oh, kokuto?
2: kokuto? Kokuto. Kokuto, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right.
2: One of you guys um, should know okay. it
1: better than me. They even have umeboshi candies.
0: Oh wow! I'm gonna
2: go
1: for that one. <laughs> I think so, umeboshi, yeah, strawberry, um, black tea, mango, lemon, and again the kokuto, brown sugar. Marvellous.
2: Well, this is uh, the one I'm gonna go for.
1: Okay. What is it? It's a macaron. Macaron. Cookie.
2: Marvellous. Right. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank much. you so much. Yeah. thank you so much for coming. And um, also, if you have time. Um, we would love to hear we'll your questionnaire, feedback, sure, yeah. okay. if you could fill out a questionnaire, mm, and we, can a we also offer a free drink with it, so we have a hot hojicha, cool. um, roasted green tea if you would like. That sounds great. Okay, yeah. awesome. so, so you can find an open seat, wherever you'd like, we'll bring okay. the teas. Sit over there. Yeah, this is fine. Awesome. Okay, okay we'll be right back with the teas. All right, I'll take that. Oh, Thank oh, you. Yeah.
2: All right, and... Um, outro. outro? Introduce outro. the Outro. outro. Um. so what are we going to talk about next time indeed what will we do next time
0: well um, drop us a line if there's something you'd and like yes, the, to the, cover yes the social media thanks and all that kind of stuff yes and so our um, heartfelt apologies for our, our long long absence and uh, as Chris mentioned we'll try to be a little bit more uh, consistent with our our podcasts but we're busy cheapos so please bear with us yep so uh, if you want to keep track of us uh you know we have a website so <laughs> um yeah you can you can find us there uh otherwise check the usual social media outlets twitter tokyo cheapo facebook tokyo
2: cheapo and yeah do let us know if there's any uh topics that
0: you think we should uh cover in the podcast because uh yeah yeah feedback I'm, feedback's good that's why we're doing this podcast because so many people complained it's like that's
2: it the uh Squeaky tap gets the grease or whatever the yeah. whatever the thing is. The guilt
0: just built up so much that we had <laughs> to um,
2: we had to do it. Marvelous! Thanks for listening, guys, and um, we shall catch you again soon. See you next time. Cheapo, farewell. Cheapo, cheers. Yes. Cheapo, cheers. Hotels, cheap holidays, cheap sumo, cheap salads, kind of magic,
0: Another amazing podcast, Magic Production.